1: who's writing and rewriting
0: history, first
1: ever national title for Texas Tech. Jonathan Garabray, the boot is away, and it's gone! I don't want know who,
0: everyone's thinking about you! Razor! Welcome one, welcome all to the Tortillas and takes podcast, you are on once again with your boy, I'll be sure and we've been away from the mic for a little bit. We had bye week, so it's bye week on our side as well. Um, With that, we are back in action, talking Texas Tech football, and Texas Tech football has quite the game coming up against the West Virginia Mountaineers back in Lubbock, back in the friendly confines, and to preview this game, it's the people's champ himself, Jeremy Gillen. What's up, Jeremy?
1: What up, Albie? Um, Man, here we are past the half. I was talking to somebody this morning about uh, the backslide—not backslide, but the back half of this schedule—semi-favorable um, for Texas Tech. We're already seeing some pretty wild and out predictions uh, from fans that you know Texas Tech about to run the table here at the end. If we're going to be, you know, eight and three or whatever, uh, I say let's 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 uh, see how West Virginia goes.
0: You <laughs> know, what's funny about that? We are we are more. I, 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 some people have called us pessimistic. I think we're more realistic than anything. But yeah. Um, I read an ESPN article yesterday, and they were talking about all the first-year head coaches in the country, and Joe Maguire, of course, was and and basically giving an updated rating. So when they first did this article back in the off season, they rated all of the hires, and Joe Maguire had one of the lowest ratings. I think he had like a B minus the ratings, which mm. to be honest was understandable from a from a national point of view, right? Especially this off this past off-season, so there's so many big-name hires like Lincoln Riley going to USC, Brian Kelly turning Cajun. Right, like there's so many big name hires that I think Joy McGuire being giving a B minus and and not as sexy a hire as some of the other ones it made sense to me from a national view even if you're not necessarily as entrenched into to reason why Lubbock went after Joy McGuire uh, or a Tech Tech went after Joy McGuire it's very easy if you're you know sitting in your in your Bristol Connecticut offices to see the Joy McGuire hire as a B minus so I never done too much of a problem with it and the update that they've made now halfway through the season of all this they've upgraded the 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 grade. From B- to B+. And in the article, I found this funny, Jeremy. In the article, when de- talking about describing some of the things that Joe McGuire's been able to put out, they talked about the fact that though he's 3-3, three and three, two exciting wins over Houston and Texas. And one of the big pieces they talked about was that the back half of the schedule was a lot more favorable than the front half. Being 3-3 three and three is actually a really good thing after what we've had to face with Murray State being the only non-ranked team that we've played so far. And they brought up that Joey Maguire currently is on pace to have Texas Tech's first 8 win season since 2013. So ESPN's bought into the hype too. ESPN's also looking at 8 wins for Joey Maguire. So it's not just it's not just fans.
1: We drink it, everybody's drinking the Kool-Aid. This Maguire effect, man, it's crazy. We're going from you know, this who cares about Texas Tech to I kind of like that guy. You know what? I bet they will. I bet they will. <laughs> And, it's, I, you know, it's
0: funny you say that because I do think something that was missing, We and Cliff Kingsbury did a lot, but we didn't really see it from Matt Wells too much, is our head coach being a nationally known person. So, of course, Mike Leach was everywhere. Mike Leach was in Friday Night Lights. Mike Leach was on ESPN constantly. Texas Tech, they put him in the forefront of it all, right? When Cliff Kingsbury was hired... Uh, Tommy Tuberville, not so much. Tommy Tuberville a little bit, but everybody already knew Tommy Tuberville from his Auburn days. So it wasn't it wasn't tough to to see Tommy Tuberville and, okay, he's Texas Tech. Cliff Kingsbury is handsome as hell. So you want to put him in front of the camera as much as possible, right? But Matt Wells, we didn't really see that too much. And I think Joey Maguire, they're getting back to, all right, let's make the Texas Tech brand, right? Joey Maguire loves the brands. So let's make that brand something. I've seen him already a couple times on ESPN. You've seen him in on Fox Sports. And this national... You know, the athletic had an article about it, like this national looked where it's get him the face, put Texas tech out on the forefront. Um, And, 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 you know, I think think it's a really good thing.
1: I think so too. I think that, you know, and this has been kind of McGuire's thing since he came here is getting a lot of eyes back onto Lubbock. And, you know, we saw a tactic of that is going out hot and heavy in the recruiting trail and shooting up the rankings really early. And, you know, there is the, okay, Texas Tech won't be here for a very long time when, when, the you know, the rest of the recruits start coming in, it'll, it'll become a little bit more normative. But I don't think McGuire was like concerned about that. I think in his mind, the strategy is, oh, who is this Texas Tech that's suddenly sitting up atop the rankings for the 2023, you know, recruits notice that kind of thing. And so um, he's definitely playing checks in, in a world of checkers where we are so used to a very, you know, rhyme and reason, this like very, you know, a B A this is just obvious structure. The McGuire's coming in and saying, I'm gonna do it a little bit differently because I need this to work differently for Texas Tech. And that's just been that's been a huge blessing for this program. His energy, I mean, it's just completely infectious. So we are on the right track for sure.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So with that, we want to get on the winning track now. The team is three and three on the season, and this is a game at home against West Virginia, a team that you've beaten recently. Um, and actually, even despite this, this is one team that during the Matt Wells era, uh, Matt Wells was actually able to get the better of. Right? Like we, we uh, uh, there's one. If if Matt Wells could play West Virginia every week every year, he'd still be here because he was able to with backup quarterbacks do a good job. Right now, Texas Tech has won three straight games against the West Virginia Mountaineers. And I, I, I think as fans, we have a really good working relationship with West Virginia. We like West Virginia. They like us. But they're going to stop liking us the more they lose to us. Can Texas Tech continue this hot streak against the Mountaineers?
1: You know, and so I, early on, you know, West Virginia was kind of struggling. They came out. So what's interesting, what's really interesting, actually, about West Virginia's schedule is that it really doesn't say enough good about them. Right. So they have, a, they have a close loss against Pitt. Um, they lose against Kansas in overtime. And this, of course, was before everybody realized how good Kansas was. I mean, this game where they played West Virginia and beat West Virginia. You know, West Virginia's coming off this loss against Pitt, this, this really obnoxious loss against Pitt right at the end. Um, for them to lose against Kansas, it was almost like, dang, you know, y'all are going to be the meme this year. But then Kansas goes on their streak, right? And then they they come out against Towson, sixty five to seven. when They win at Virginia Tech, thirty three to ten. That's a bigger win, I think, than people are giving them credit for. Is it? You lose though? against.
0: Is that and the reason I gotta cut you off there because Virginia Tech's actually Virginia Tech had a pretty bad year this year. So like it's I think I do think with their schedule it's been very up and down in that like.
1: Pitt if was a great... was, but if it was at, if it was in Morgantown, I would have been like, obviously. That's fair, but the fact that they were out, they were at Virginia. Like that's still a tough stadium, you know. It's yeah, kind no, of like that's fair. that's fair. Yeah, so I think that that's a good win, and it was a dominating win for sure, thirty-three to ten. You lose against Texas, uh, and then you win against Baylor. So like this is, a, I think, at the base level, this is a good West Virginia team that still has some things to figure out. But when they've got it together, they could be a really good team. So for me, it's like the benefit is that we are at home. And the benefit is that we have homecoming, and there's going to be a lot of people here. It's going to be a pretty full stadium. But outside of that, the X's and O's, I don't know, man.
0: So at the beginning of the in the off season when we had our season preview pod, um, I said that West Virginia probably had the widest variance of any team in the Big Twelve because I had no idea how good or bad they were going to be. Seven oh, weeks yeah. into the season, I still have zero idea how good or bad West Virginia is. Like I, I, I don't know. <laughs> like to your point. You have a game against Kansas where they went to overtime against Kansas, but I, they didn't really look good in it. They didn't look good in the Texas game. They're looking like a, after Texas, I look at what and say, "Man, are they the worst team in the conference?" And then they do something crazy like beat Baylor, right? And so like yep. I, you know, they're very weird. This is a very weird team. This is a team that has a good quarterback in J T Daniels. I mean, the whole year I've never really looked at J T Daniels and said he's bad, but the O line struggled to keep him upright. He's not the most athletic quarterback in the world. So the O-line struggle to keep him up, right? And the defense, I mean, listen, defense has given up, with the exception of Towson, has given up at least 33 points in every, or sorry, with the exception of Towson and, and Vatek, they've given up at least 31 points in every, or sorry, at least 38 points in every single game they've played this year. So unless they're mm-hmm. playing, arguably, and I, th- I would argue Towson and Vontek are the two worst teams they've played. So every other team that they've played have given up at least 38 points this year. I mean, for for Kansas, they gave up that amount before going into overtime. They gave up 42 before they even hit overtime. So this is a team, this defense is probably the worst in the conference, right? Um, the O-line's yep. not very good. But if that O-line keeps JT Daniels upright, we saw it last week against Baylor. He can sling it. He can make magic happen. They have the tools and the skill players to do it if the O line can keep them up keep him up.
1: Yeah, and so and another thing that Daniels, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes, right? He's only had three interceptions on the season and he's played pretty good defenses. But like you said, you know, if it's how the offensive line is uh how the offensive line is, is playing is gonna determine how effective West Virginia I mean, JT Daniels is a quarterback so this is the thing about the quarterbacks and the big twelve, right? Top to bottom, pretty good. Um, JT Daniels might be pretty far down on the list for me but he's still a great quarterback and like he can still sling it so i think that man my 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 interest is in what kind of how are we cuz okay so i'm just thinking back to the Oklahoma state game you know we got some pressure on Spencer Sanders and he had a much better line and a much he's got much more athleticism than JT Daniels if we bring that same kind of intensity at home which we should because we've had a we've had an uh, incredible play at home, um, then this could be a very long day for West Virginia in the best way possible, right? I think I think if we can get after J.T. Daniels, like their defense, like you said, they're giving up a tremendous amount of points uh, outside of those two games, and I don't know, man, I can't imagine defensively what they're thinking as it, it pertains to Texas Tech quarterbacks. You know who who the hell is going to line up, and and because if you You know, even if it's just between Smith and Morton, dang, that's the variance of those two is still massive. And for a defensive coordinator, that's gonna piss you off. And so, what does Texas football do? They go, you know what? We're gonna release a hype video that says, "Guess what? We have three quarterbacks." Which that didn't make no damn sense. (laughs) But a defensive coordinator is scrolling through his feed, and he's like, "Son of a bee. (laughs) So, what do you do?
0: So yeah, so that's that's one thing is is that as we sit here right before this game on Saturday, nobody knows who started, except Jordan McGuire and Zach Kelly. Nobody else knows. I don't even think the offensive players know who's going to be the starter on Saturday. Um, and it's not even one of those things where it's like, okay, well, we can sit back and we can think of who might start or who's most likely to. I like I have zero idea. Who's going to be lacing up the boots coming in, right? Apparently, uh, Baron Morton's ankle injury was a little more serious than we were we initially thought after that Oklahoma State game, um, but he's been practicing the last two weeks. Donovan Smith's been practicing the last two weeks. Tyler Shuck just got cleared. Um, so we don't, but we don't, it, it, on the depth chart came out that he's the, the third string, even though he's been cleared, but that just happened, right? So it's so much, we have zero idea who will actually be the starter, against west virginia at home if i had to throw a dart on the wall and say who it would be i'm probably saying it's baron morton but i don't actually know like i think he could legitimately be there's like a 33 percent chance for each quarterback and it's it's i i'm frustrated to know who the starter is man w west virginia gotta be looking at this like man y'all gotta be kidding me and you're right jeremy yeah. It's three different types of quarterbacks too it's not the same quarterback either
1: no, it's, and what's funny about that is there's this like, this Texas Tech archetype, right, that we think of when you think of Texas Tech quarterbacks is usually a gunslinger, right? He, he runs and guns. Um, but even, it, I mean, that's
0: even what, in that. And that's what, and that's what Morton is, right? Morton is, Morton is. is that, yeah, Morton is that, pro, that that Cliff Kingsbury gunslinger. Is like so I think a Cliff Kingsbury gunslinger and a Mike Leach gunslinger are different, right? And it's funny because I think oh, Tyler yeah. Shuck is a Mike Leach gunslinger. Tyler Shuck is i I'm going to move in the pocket, but I'm going to sling that thing. And then you have the Cliff Kingsbury gunslinger and the, I'm going to move in and out of the pocket. I'm going to run, but I'm going still sling that thing. And then you have the the, the Sunny Cumby guy. <laughs> the Sunny yeah. Cumby guy. Of, I'm going to bowl people over. Listen, I'm it is gonna, what it is. I'm going yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm to run through the MFers, all right? If you need it a first down, <laughs> I don't care. And that's Donovan Smith. So, um, yeah, now go ahead.
1: But, yeah, the crazy variances is, is got to be maddening. I think that bye week is, is going to play you so much benefit because no one really is going to know. Like if we came out right after the Oklahoma State game and you get one week and you got to play West Virginia, I think that plays in West Virginia's favor because they're thinking, oh, shucks, not back. Morton looked pretty banged up. And obviously Smith didn't play for a reason. So then you kind of have the advantage. Now you have this buffer week where it's like, I don't know. What fitness anybody's at? I don't know who's they gonna trot out there. The sh- the, the freaking the the three deep is BS because it just says or, right? Um, <laughs> yes, that's right. You
0: gotta, I just the, can't imagine. Like you said that that hype video comes out like you were talking about where it's just like the room rolls deep, and I'm like, you have gotta be kidding me. How dare you? You gotta be kidding me.
1: <laughs> that's <stuff> true.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, no, I, I I appreciate the Texas Tech media team. That's obviously part of Tech Twitter, because they definitely love to not only troll the opposing team but troll the fans too. Of of uh, yeah, y'all have been debating this for the last two weeks. Keep debating <laughs> up until up uh, until kickoff. Keep debating. Yeah. Um, and then and then watch we we debate all this time and we're like oh you know who which of those three will do, be it and then Cooper Lafabre. Lefeb- uh, the four-string quarterback comes out and he's like, yeah, I got this. <laughs> he's, he's actually the starter. Um, <laughs> you imagine? Cooper the Fiber, you from Lubbock Cooper. Hometown kid from Lubbock Cooper. Watch him watch him come out and, and start slinging it. So, uh, Quarterback-wise, it's, it's going to be very interesting. And I do think that, that, like you said, that plays a lot in the Tech's hands. Because court, coaches know who the starter is right now. Coaches know the game plan. Some of the offensive players will know the game plan, even though there's a chance that not all of them may know the game plan. Um, and you have that advantage. You have that leg up of the other team saying, and and it worked with Barry against Oklahoma state. Oklahoma state was absolutely, I mean, you talked to Mike Gundy after the game, you could tell they were preparing for Donovan Smith. They, hadn't, they didn't. know Baron. Mar- My gun didn't even know who Baron Martin was. <laughs> he just knew there was a player that could throw. That was a backup quarterback, and so that helped against Oklahoma State. And West o- Virginia ain't Oklahoma State. Listen, I said I know. I don't know too much about them as far as how good or bad they are. I know they're not that. So, so I do yeah. think that plays into our hands. Also coming off a of bye week.
1: Absolutely. So I mean, uh, it feels like I'm optimistic. I'll be there. I'm optimistic.
0: Well, so, so is Vegas. Texas Tech opened up as a six-point spread, a six-point favorite, which I think this is the first time Tech has been a favorite since the Houston game, I believe. Um, and so that that kind of bodes well in Tech's favor. That the Two times we've been a favorite this year, Murray State and Houston, Texas Tech got the W. Um, and this is a home game. Texas Tech right now is undefeated at home. So another, another thing working in our favor. Against a team that we've beaten three years in a row. Another thing that's working in our favor. So... What offensive players will work in our favor, Jeremy? We already talked about the quarterback, but who else on offense do you expect to have a really big game
1: here? I mean, Jerron Bradley and uh, Trey Cleveland. No, this this West Virginia defense struggles against the pass, and so I think if you're either Cleveland or uh, Bradley, this is this is going to be a great game for you. I mean, being able to cut up defensive backs for West Virginia, uh, being able to you know exploit the holes and exploit the miscues. I think that there's a really good opportunity for who is ever whoever's at quarterback to start chucking some deeper balls. You know, because I think that we've been um I think that we've been missing out on some uh, deep some deep passes. So I think that's a
0: really good call out. I was actually gonna say that I feel like you're reading my notes here. Because last year, that's how Henry Columbia was able to beat West Virginia. Last year Henry Columbia they decided, hey, we're gonna go north. We're not gonna do this east-west as much. We're gonna go north, and with that, Columbia was able to drop off 266 yards passing, and and Kalen actually, and Kalen Geiger was the one that balled out. And who's Kalen Geiger this year? Kalen okay, this year is Miles Price, and so though for though I don't necessarily expect Miles Price to to be this scat back in the backfield, I do think there's gonna have some opportunities, especially in the middle of the zone there, for a 15 yard catch, a 25 yard catch, right in the middle, right in the soft spot there, as West Virginia plays their zone defense. Um, also, Fungi had that huge 46 yard catch last year's game. I kind of expect another one. And I'm going to go ahead and say Loic gets it this time as well. Loic's back. We haven't heard his name in a while. My boy Loic Fungi. I heard on Fungi. Sorry, Loic Fungi. I'm saying his name wrong. Loic Fungi is that guy to uh um, to get the ball and to get a nice a nice deep pass from whoever is that quarterback. Uh, another piece that I think going into this game. Last year, Roderick Thompson only had about 48 yards rushing. We didn't run the ball too much against West Virginia last year. Um, I think that changes here. Reason why, last week when West Virginia played Baylor, um, T- Tony Matthews Jr. went crazy on the run game. But Richard Reese, but on the flip side of that, sorry, for Baylor, Richard Reese, Quan Jones, they had a nice little spread, running back spread, that was able to get the ball going for Baylor and really help out Blake Chapin in the offense, in offense the for the Baylor offense. I think the running game will also have a big piece in this, and I expect both Sir Roger Thompson – and Todd Brooks to have good games on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and we'll have a nice little yin-yang with both a pass and run game going into this. So, Jeremy, as we flip to the defensive side of the ball, right, we kind of already talked about it, that we, we have of belief that this will be a, maybe a higher scoring game as far as Tech because West Virginia's defense, they just ain't got it. Do you think Texas Tech defense will be able to stop a pretty hot West Virginia offense?
1: I think that, you know, the run game, I'm not, I, I, my, my fears of the running attack for opposing teams has diminished uh, substantially with the way that we were able to handle Deuce Vaughn, the way we were, I mean, not, you know, the way that we didn't allow Deuce Vaughn to get 500 yards, the way that we allowed, you know, didn't <laughs> allow Bijan John Robinson to make a game winning break off run.
0: See, but I was, let me stop you right there, though, because I'll say this, Tony Mathis ain't no slouch. No, I know he's like, not like, Tony no Mathis. Yeah, I was like Tony. Tony is coming off a 160 yard game against Baylor. He I, maybe he's not Deuce Vaughn and Bijan Robinson, but I'd argue he's the next tier, right? And so like I do think he's somebody to still be scared of.
1: Well, not you know you can be scared of him, Albie. I, I'm saying that I have some trust. I got <laughs> trust in our guys. I got trust. <laughs> but you're
0: saying he's mid. Say what you said. He's mid. You may be scared of him, but he's mid. He's
1: mid. No, and then watch him break off two hundred yards. Um no, <laughs> no I just sorry. think the way that the run defense has played this this season so far and the schemes that we're drawing up, I think that we haven't allowed teams to, you know, do that kind of thing. Now, I will say, for me, the biggest fear is it comes down to passing again. Yeah, we had a tremendous, a tremendous pass defense against Oklahoma State. You cannot I mean you cannot sing the praises of how well they played given the circumstances. Um Bryce Ford Wheaton? Caden Prather. I mean, difficult wide receivers to guard, and they, they had hell of a time in Bay, at, at, at Baylor. And so, I don't know. I, I need that that the the passing game for me is kind of dual. It's a dual threat there. Number one, we have to get pressure on JT Daniels. If we're not able to do that, then it falls to number two. How long can you how long can you manage to defend athletic, tall, and athletic guys like uh, Wheaton and Prather? And I just feel like you know. I mean, even Sam James. It's just like a multi, a multi-headed uh, receiving game from West Virginia, and it's just that's 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 what's stressful, is because I know that if if the first part portion of that falls short, then suddenly it becomes really difficult for the defensive backs. And, and we've talked about this in the past. You know, the longer that the quarterback has the ball, the 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 more mistakes are going to be made. Like you just cannot you cannot be a good defender for ten seconds. It's just impossible.
0: Yeah, and and I think I do think that's the name of the game here, and I, and this is what I'm hoping—a game that Tyree Wilson says, "Hey guys, remember me? I'm a top ten pick. I'm a top ten NFL draft pick." And I'm—I I actually think this is—I don't—I've been hesitating to say which games Tyree Wilson goes off. I'm gonna go ahead and say it here. This is the game where this is the Tyree Wilson game. This Ooh. is the Tyree Wilson game where he comes out and he says, "I'm the best player here on the field." I think he is. I think he's the best player on the field. And he says, forget a JC Daniels, forget a uh, um, a Tony Mathis. I am. Forget a Caden Prather. I'm the best player on the entire field, and I'm going to show you. I think he has multiple sacks in this game. I think he dominates. And I'll say this, because of the pressure, if if we can get pressure on JT Daniels with just four plate rushers, yeah, it, I'm not saying it's game over, but it's game over. If we get pressure with just those four and don't have to blitz anybody, Bruh, it's I, I just don't see a scenario where West Virginia wins this game. It's, the, a it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's like I, I just don't I don't see that scenario if we get pressure with just those four. Now that's saying a lot, right? Saying a lot that you can consistently get pressure with just four rushers. Um, and so that's where the blitzes come. But when the the, the blitzing guys are Josiah Pierre and Krishan Mayweather, look out.
1: Oh my God, yeah, and even having you know um, who's been coming off the edge a lot, uh, Muddy. You know, having muddy come off the edge for a little defensive yeah. back surprise. I mean, it's been Reggie,
0: Reggie, Reggie Pearson. Reggie Pearson.
1: Yeah. The, the, that's I think yeah. that's been a such a salvation this this season is the multiple blitz look. You don't know who's coming for you, and even if it's Tyree, if it, you know Tyree Wilson blitzing doesn't make sense. You know, if it's Josiah Pierre, Muddy, Krishan, like they're gonna be in your face. These guys have been these have been bred for war. You know, that they've been practicing and practicing running down quarterbacks. And they've had a lot there's been a lot of pressure sprinkled among our deep from you know, sprinkled from our defense. Uh and yeah, that that, that bodes well. So it, I think really what we're saying, Albie, the crux of this game is how much pressure do you get to put on JT Daniels. And if you get that, the rest may the rest may fall into place.
0: That's right. So I mean let's get into it. Um, our prize picks predictions. That's right. go to prizepicks.com. Hurry up, do it now while you can. Use our promo code tortillas12. You you're you're a Texas Tech fan. You know how to spell tortillas. Tortillas12 uh, to get a hundred dollar or get a hundred percent match up to a hundred dollars and place your uh, place your over unders, place your props right into prize picks prizepicks.com. Um, and with that, this is our prize pick predictions. Uh, who what what's what's your call out? What do you think's gonna happen in this game? And then tell me what the final score is
1: gonna be. Gosh. Just anything? Price pick call out? Yeah. <laughs> the the what call it out. Let's go to the one point five Trey Wolffield goal. <laughs> oh yeah. Um man. It's hard when there's not like us. It's hard when there's not stuff in front of me. You know, I think that uh, here's the thing. Get pressure on JT Daniels. He's going to make some mistakes. I think that JT Daniels, who has three interceptions right now, will throw another one tomorrow, um, and maybe we can get closer to that take three at some point this season. I do think uh, the turnover game basically <laughs> eventually. I, eventually, I do say I do say that the in the turnover battle that West Virginia loses tomorrow, uh, two turnovers. two turnovers two turn turnovers
0: two ter- uh <clears throat> the over under is 66 do we do you think tech will go over or under Tech and West Virginia under all right under on that and then does Texas Tech win and do the and do they cover the spread is six right now
1: yes and yes I think tech wins by yeah, I think tech wins by 10
0: give me a score
1: 14 give me a score. Well, wow. uh, I've actually not been doing that bad this season. Um, so now it's a lot of pressure, right? I think that it's a uh, 2714? twenty-seven fourteen. Twenty-seven fools, spicy, spicy, spicy. is <laughs> the Russell
0: Wilson commercial? Oh my spicy. god! <laughs> so bad. I guess nuts. Uh, I right, listen. I love it. <laughs> Russell Wilson's hilarious to me. Anyways, um, all right, twenty-seven fourteen. I respect it. That's way that's way lower than the under. Um, I don't agree with uh, to what that it being that low. Um, I do think this will be a little bit more of a shootout because I think the West Virginia offense is feeling themselves a little bit, um, <clears throat> and so I do think this will be a little high scoring, a little bit more high tempo. Um, give me i do think give me I, i'm gonna go over on the over under give me texas tech or actually hold on let me texas tech 37 west virginia 30 texas tech 37 west virginia 30 so, so barely right under, over yeah under. <laughs> and barely covers yeah so barely over barely covering but Texas Tech does win and does cover. I mean, listen, Texas Tech hasn't had a comfortable win all season. And I don't expect them to give me one now. Mm. Um, so this will, I think this will still be a close game. That's how we do. Um, Yeah, yeah. I think this will still be a close game. But I do think that we do get pressure on JT Daniels. I agree with you that he will throw an interception in this game uh, because of the pressure that we put on JC Daniels. And, um, yeah, yeah. And we finally get a win that doesn't go into overtime against a Big 12 opponent. So that's that's good there, too. So, Jeremy, anything else you want to say to the people?
1: Man, this can be a great finish. Uh, I am adamant. No matter what happens here at the end, we are on the right track.
0: Adamant. The man is adamant. Um, one thing I did notice is that if if Tech does win 37-27, that means that Trey Wolf would have scored three field goals, um, which a part of me is like, man, will Joey not go for it <laughs> three separate times?
1: That means that three times
0: Joey's not going to go for it. Um, so I'm like, ah, ah do I want to stick with that? <laughs> um, actually, one of the prize picks predictions, that's what Jeremy was talking about, one of the prize pick selections is Trey Wolf over under one and a half field goals. And I'm like, man, that means that Joey has to not go for it <laughs> multiple times. Uh, all right, so that means by my, my prediction, I'm saying to put, choose the over, but y'all know, Joey. I don't know. I'm already doubting my doubting my prediction. So, um, with that, I do think Texas Tech wins this game. That'd be, that would, if we do win, that'd be four straight over West Virginia. Um, and we really become a true thorn in the Mountaineer side. Uh, but that's, <laughs> sucks for them. <laughs> it doesn't matter for me. Uh, so, so that's great. Um, Jeremy will be at the game this Saturday. I hope the game is packed. I think it's sold out, if I'm not mistaken. I know the the Baylor one's sold out. I think this one might be sold out, too. Um, Tech fans you have done a great job supporting the team, supporting Coach McGuire. And that's just going to continue. The train's going to keep riding. And speaking of trains, go Astros. Um, So, for the people's champ that is Jeremy Gillen, this is Al B. Shore. And you have been listening to the Tortillas and Takes podcast, part of the 1012 Network and the official podcast of Ray Raider Sports. As always, stay wrecked, people.